So if I'm going to up my health bank by drinking water, by eating on starchy veggies, by taking care of myself, like why wouldn't I want to do that? You're exactly. saving for your retirement, right? Like your yes. health retirement. Oh. Yes, love that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to WW Presents the Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all things having to do with building healthy habits, with weight loss, with feeling our best. I'm Coach Emily and as always, I am joined by Coach Kelly. So this is going to be really fun today because we are joined by a very special guest, I've got to know her quite well over the past year. Uh, I reach out to her all the time about recipes and food questions I have. I know Kelly, you do the same, right? So I always am so embarrassed because I email my manager hoping that she won't bother Nadia. And then every time she's like, let me just link Nadia. And I'm like, oh, so, <laughs> so we have a, we have a really a really smart brain. We'll say that we have a really smart brain, someone who's very valuable yes. to the WW family. Joining us today, we have Nadia Azzori, who is the manager of food and nutrition for WW Canada. Hi, Nadia. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me today. Um, Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, this is honestly, it's the pleasure is all ours because I curled my hair and everything. <laughs> 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 now it's really awesome. Nadia has taken time out of her. Not only is she like very busy, obviously she works for WW. She's a food and nutrition specialist, but she's getting married next week. Yeah. Saturday. It's so Let's, exciting. Yeah. It's so, super exciting time. Get to do this. Have my wedding next week. All excitement about. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Oh, good. All good things coming. Yes. Yeah. So let's, uh, we, we have a question for you since you I are did. getting married. Kelly, what is your question? <laughs> I had a burning question. Ask away. <laughs> like you're getting married, but aren't you? A no, that's not even the right way to put it because I think a lot of people want to know this, but as a nutritionist, what do you have as food at your wedding? Is there going to be cake? Like what's, it's, what's the deal? <laughs> honestly, guys, it's so funny because when people find out what I do to begin with, they always say, what do you eat? And then when I tell them, they're like, but should you be eating that? Mm. And I always, it's like the burning question that everybody asks. So mm. for the wedding, here's the, the menu. Nobody actually knows our menu. So first hearing it, here on the podcast. We'll see if any Ooh. of your guests listen. To yeah. This. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. Um, so what do we have? We have a massive antipasto bar. So it's going to have a lot of grilled veggies. We have tomatoes, we have cheeses. Um, we have a seafood salad in the antipasto bar. So that's like a self-serve. And mm -hmm. then for our sit down dinner, we have two pastas. So we have one pasta with meat sauce, and then we have a second pasta that has, let me think what's in there. There is uh, chicken breast, sun-dried tomatoes, shiitake mushrooms, and it's in a mm. pesto cream sauce. Then Delish. we have salad and I'm obsessed with our salad. We have a spinach and arugula salad with mixed berries and feta cheese and like Yum. a light balsamic dressing. And then for the main entree, we have a sirloin steak with a brandy sauce and a salmon with a lobster sauce. Uh, mixed vegetables, baby potatoes, 
Nadia, I, I know yeah. I'm in BC, but I could totally, <laughs> can you I, I could totally fly I'm out Toronto. if you need me like, there. I could be there pretty <laughs> oh quickly. So you want that a taste sounds tester? so yeah. good. Yeah. And then we have midnight so stations good. too. So we have Ooh. three midnight stations, tacos, Asian, and funnel cakes. Oh, this, oh yum. <laughs> it's so yeah. awesome. Like not only does the food sound awesome, but you're going to yeah. get, I mean, a wedding after so many years of having yes. to put it off due to the pandemic so yes. fun so congratulations from all of us here at the ww presents podcast Thanks, aka guys. me and kelly congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. our big team Thank we're you. really congratulating we're very excited <laughs> to hear more about it um okay and my last burning question about your wedding yeah. mm-hmm. are you gonna count points that day uh no i'm gonna say the points are free that day or just use all of my weeklies that you know the rollovers and use it for that day i don't know if i'm gonna have enough funnel cakes on its own is gonna be pretty high in points (laughs) but it's gonna be my day where i don't i don't count any of that do you just count hugs just i love that that. i love that do you have like every food memorized like the point value i don't but like the really big ones that i love and that are like my go-to snacks, Uh those I have in the back of my head just so that I know like, okay, if I'm eating a cup of this, it's X amount of points. But if I end up eating two cups, it might be a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So things like that, I have them memorized. Um, I used to have them on my fridge. I don't have them on my fridge anymore, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they're, they're all up in the brain now. Nice. What is the most, so when you, when you came on Mm -hmm. um, and joined the WW team, what was the most surprising thing for you like in in terms of points or was any of it a surprise you know what to be honest a lot of it was a surprise for me um Mm -hmm. the biggest though was a oh my goodness what was it it was a dairy queen um (laughs) lizard Like yeah, even I think the, that's everyone's biggest surprise. <laughs> even the smallest size. I was like, oh it's no. It's like over 30 points. Yeah. I know. That was a huge shocker for me because in the summer, I love them. I mean, who honestly doesn't like mm-hmm. Dairy Queen blizzards or really ice cream, mm-hmm. especially in the summer? That was my biggest shocker. I mean, everything is on the menu with WW. I still have my blizzard if I want a blizzard. Um, but that was the biggest, oh my God. <laughs> wow <laughs> moment when. I saw that, but then it honestly gets you thinking about why is it so high in points, right? So then it really takes you back to an education piece too. Is it the sugar? Is the fat? So not only was it a big wow thing, but then it took me to look at the label and be like, oh, wow, that <laughs> another wow. With right, it. right. Yeah. So exactly. what what do you think it is about um, WW specifically personal points that makes, like what makes it so special? Why do people love it? So right now with, you know, the health and the wellness industry, we've seen a really, really big shift, a big change. And that change is to personalization and customization. Everybody is looking for a program that is made for them, is tailored to them. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes this program so special for us. And, you know, Oprah has said it in her her commercials, no two plans are alike because no two people are alike. And I think that's what really works for personal points right now. There's over 14 zero point food categories, which means nobody's going to have the exact same zero point food list as we're, you know, before we had green, blue, and purple. So there were a lot of similarities there. I might have the exact same color as somebody else as we're now, my categories are going to be entirely different than Mm -hmm. everybody else's. So I think the personalization piece is what makes our new food plan just 
so great, honestly, at the end of the day. And, you know, I said it before, I may not want to wear my sister's jeans or my mom's jeans, not because they're not lovely, but because they don't fit me Mm. to like my level of comfort. And that's kind of how I feel about this program. It actually feels like it's livable because it's, it's been made for you. It's designed for you. Well, that's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's test it out. Kelly, what are your zero point foods? Um, my zero point foods include avocado beans and legumes, um, tofu, Greek yogurt, eggs, fruit, veggies. I think that's it. Did I say avocado? The most important. You did. One? That was the first one. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just going to say it twice because you must eat a lot of avocado. Anytime anyone's like, Oh, I kind of want to do the, the personal points engine again. And I'm like, never, because I you love, love what mine. you have. My avocado, <laughs> like they're my best pair of jeans. <laughs> there <laughs> like, you I'm go. not See? touching it. <laughs> I'm keeping yeah. it. What about you? What's yours? Mine are uh, chicken and turkey breast. Mm-hmm. I got beans, corn, um, fruit, and eggs. Perfect. I think those are my zero point foods. Mine's entirely um, different. So what are yours? All yeah. you guys. I have. So I mean, everyone has a non-starchy veg. Yeah. I have fruit. I have, um, well, not entirely different. I also have uh, poultry on my, my zero point food list. I have eggs. I have the fat-free yogurt and cottage cheese. And then I have grains. So I have- um, <gasps> I forgot grains. I do have yeah. brown rice. Brown rice and pasta and noodles. No so you- tofu for me, no avocado for me, yeah. which is really sad. Um, yeah, but I, I just don't, I, you know what, when I, when personal points first came out, I was like, yes, I love, I do love guacamole. I love avocado. So I had it as one of my zero point foods. And I was like, I'm not eating it as much as I thought I did. And I don't mind counting the two points for smashing some yeah. avocado on my toast. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I switched it out for corn cause I love air pop popcorn. Mm, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, popcorn I, is solid. I love how you put that though. It's like, everyone else, everyone else's jeans could look nice on them and fit yeah. them, but they're not, they're not made for you. And exactly. personal points is, is made, made for, for us. Exactly. So personal points is I, like your favorite pair of jeans. Yeah. Nadia. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to remember that one. That's a really cool <laughs> way to look at it. Cause it's not like, I don't like your jeans. I just, why do I have to wear them? Exactly. <laughs> I want my own jeans. <laughs> so let me ask you a question about zero point foods. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I am a chat agent and mm-hmm. I hear this question so much. Okay. Um, can you just, okay. I have like so many questions about zero point. <laughs> so here's, I'm just going to just lay them all out for you and yeah. you can answer them however you want. So, um, first of all, um, you don't need to track zero point foods. We do give that as an option. You don't have to, but should you, why do you have to, why don't you have to? And maybe you can explain a little bit too, about like the portioning of zeros and why, you know, it's a little bit of a gray area, like eat until you're satisfied. And what does that mean and why? Okay. And that's all my million questions. <laughs> okay. So we'll start with the first one, which is okay. the, the tracking of the zero point food. So like you said, you get the option. You either can track the zero point foods or you don't have to track the zero point foods. I know for myself, and I, I believe it's for a lot of people as well. We still track the zero point foods because for me, at least I feel like it holds you accountable. It's mm-hmm. once you start to track, it basically becomes a routine. So you're trying to really adapt that healthy behavior change. And I feel like you can kind of get to there through tracking, which is why, you know, we, we leave it up to the members. You either have to track or sorry, not have to track, but you either can track 
or you Mm -hmm. don't have to track. So if you feel like you're the type of person that needs to be held accountable for something, track your zero point foods, track all of it. If you're trying to adapt a new healthy behavior, a new lifestyle change, and perhaps it's, you know, grabbing that cup of non-starchy vegetables, which are zero points track. So tracking ultimately reminds us that there's a healthy behavior that you want to make a routine for yourself. So you don't have to do it, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a little part of our weight loss journey. Like the number one step, I would say, especially if you're just starting a weight loss journey, I think tracking is super important because it basically gets you into the habit of like grabbing something and then tracking it and grabbing something and tracking it. And eventually you form that ever-changing habit loop of eating healthy, tracking, eating healthy, tracking. And then eventually you feel like you don't necessarily need to be tracking anymore because it's a routine for you now. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of where we see the tracking fall off for our members. Once they feel comfortable and they feel like they don't need to be held accountable anymore, that's when they tend to stop tracking their zero point foods. That's at least how I feel. That's that's a really good way of looking at it. I actually had a coach live last night that was um, about you know, it was an intro guide to WW. And when we got to the pillar about mindset, that's where everyone said, that's where I struggle. That has to be my first step. And I love how the tracking is almost like mindset and food. It's creating an awareness around food. So even an awareness around those zero point foods that we want to encourage WW members to reach for. So many members come and like, okay, so for example, the other day, somebody came to chat and she was like, what is going to stop me from having a dozen eggs? And I was like, well, first of all, it's just unlikely that you will have a dozen eggs, but like, if you want to test it out, go for (laughs) it. But it's (laughs) unlikely that you're going to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Like it's just not something that's going to happen, but (laughs) maybe you could explain it like better than that nicely. (laughs) So honestly, it's probably one of the biggest questions we get it's a zero point food. So can I eat as much of it as I want? Which I mean, yes, you can, but like you said, do you really want to? So if we're looking at um, chicken breast as an example, chicken breast is, you know, most likely on a lot of people's zero point food list. Now it's zero. So does that mean I can eat six cups of it? Yes. Do you want to, and how will you feel afterwards? No, but like absolutely everything you eat it in moderation. And that's kind of what we try to, you know, emphasize when we're talking about portion control is eating it in moderation, eating, I don't want to say eating until you feel full because my level of fullness is not necessarily your level of fullness or Emily's level of fullness. So I would say eating to the point that you feel full is not the best indicator for that, but Mm -hmm. eating to the point that you feel like you've covered all of your like food groups. So make sure you have your protein, make sure you have your fiber, making sure you have fiber is actually really important to making sure you stay fuller longer, having your leafy greens, having some fruits, having, you know, your dairy products. So I would never say eating until we feel full, but eating to the point that you incorporate everything within the food groups is super important. And portion control is important in general because too much of a nutrient is, you know, something to look at just like too little of a nutrient. So that's why we have two different zones where we have minimum and maximum values when we're looking at your average intake for certain, uh, certain nutrients, whether it be vitamins or minerals, whether it be protein, whether it be fiber. So it's another aspect that we kind of look at. I know it gets a little more scientific there, but it's something to also think of. Like if you're eating X amount of vegetables, that's great, but you also have to think that's a lot 
of fiber in some of them. And as we know, fiber does great things for us and it does some not so great things for us. So you really want to be careful and moderate portions for what you feel comfortable with in, in your own body. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk about non-stretchy veggies if that's yeah. okay, because yeah, for sure. uh, I know that now with personal points, we're adding points mm-hmm. to our budget by yeah. eating a cup of non-stretchy veggies. Yes. Would it be a good idea for me if I was heading to your wedding and I was prepping for all those yummy foods and I just sat and ate, you know, 15 cups of, of broccoli to prepare. <laughs> so like, is that how I we should want be to looking sing- next to you at that wedding? <laughs> I love broccoli. Um, is, is that how we should be thinking? Or like, what, what's the science behind that? Like adding points by eating food. It almost seems, I think to a lot of people like backwards, but I'm trying to lose weight. Yeah. So I'm trying to reduce my calorie intake. What, why would we want to do that? So first uh, you mentioned calories, which is what I kind of want to touch upon. So all of our non-starchy veg are really low in calories, high in a water content, but also really high in fiber. So you don't want to look at it as I need to eat 15 cups of, you know, X amount of starchy veg. They are really high in fiber, all of them. So they're going to make you feel fuller longer, which is why we like to add them to our healthy plan of eating. It basically keeps us satiated throughout the day in between meals when we're trying to build that healthy pattern. Now, when we're looking at, let's say 15 cups of broccoli, I understand what you're saying. Cause some members might think, oh my God, 15 cups of broccoli, I get 15 extra points. So we don't always necessarily look at it as I need to add this because I need my points. We try to phrase it as you're adding it and you're getting a point added for your healthy behavior. The point is just basically a bonus. So the way I look at it, when I track, let's say my cup of cucumber, it's like, oh my God, I'm doing something great for myself throughout the day. And yes, I have that extra point, but that's just like a plus to it. So to me, I look at adding the point as adding a healthy behavior to my eating pattern. And then having the extra point is honestly just a bonus. You don't have to, you know, consume all those extra points. They're there if you, if you want to use them, but I try not to look at it as I need to eat this so I can get that. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it as I really want to reach for that because I want to get rewarded for my, for my healthy behavior. And me getting that point is just an extra bonus. At that it's point. true. When I press yeah. that little plus sign on my, my so day happy. and at the little well, veggies, the little vegetables. I get this little like rash. Yeah. You know, that, what's that? What's that happy hormone? Dopamine? Is that dopamine. what it is? Yeah. It's like plus veggies. Woohoo. I also <laughs> get that same feeling when I track my water. I was just going to say water. And you see the water. Yes. So I've heard it referred to before as like a bank account, right? Like if you put money in your bank account, you're not like, yes, I just made 10 bucks. Like what can I go buy for $10 (laughs) right now? You know, you're like, oh, nice. $10. That's cool. And then you just kind of move on. So I like the way that was because you're right. Like we shouldn't just be doing things for eating, right? Like think about why we're doing it at all. Like we're boosting our veggies because they make us feel good because they keep us satisfied longer. You're adding to your health bank. If you want to look at it from like a bank sense, you're adding to your health bank. I like that. I feel like we don't look at our health that way enough. Because when Mm -hmm. you said that, it's like, yeah, like this isn't all about losing weight. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we often think it's all about losing weight. And then when you say that something like a health bank, you're like, no, this is about me being healthy. This is about me being around for my kids, you know, for my grandkids and living my best life. Exactly. So if I'm going to up my health bank by drinking water, by eating non-starchy veggies, by taking care of myself, like, why wouldn't I want to do that? You're saving for your retirement, right? Like your health retirement. Oh, yes. Love that. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> because both go. ways, right? Like you want to be around and be your best self money wise yeah. and health wise. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought oh, I that, that was a really cool example. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just reach out to Kelly on chat and she can give you all these little nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, Nadia told me it was fine. So. Yeah. <laughs> the food um, lady herself. The food lady. Um, okay, so I have a member question for you. And the question is, is if I want to lose weight quicker, I want to lose weight quicker, should I not eat my weeklies? Should I just leave those on the table? Leave those. No. So big no on that one. And I feel like I hear that actually pretty often as well. Um, my mom joined the program and that's one thing she actually asked me is I have all these points. So if I want to lose weight by, by a certain time, by my wedding, she's like, do I just not eat them all? I said, no, that's not, that's not the way it goes. So when we create these budgets for really any member, your weight is taken into account already. So we're giving you the number of points or the amount of points that you would need to still lose the weight that you want. So it's not like we give you 20, but if you want to lose weight faster, you eat 10. So it doesn't work that way. So we give you just enough that if you want that amount of weight to be lost, you still consume that amount of points. And also at the same time, when we're talking about wanting to lose weight faster, that's also not the healthiest approach for us to be, to be looking at, right? Like one to 1.5 pounds, actually no, half to one pound a week is the healthiest for all of us. If we're starting to go, I want to lose more weight fast. I want to lose two to three pounds a week at the end of the day, not livable, not sustainable, not the best health choice. But when we create this point budget for any member that is taken into account the weight that you want to lose within a certain range. And that's how we provide members with the points. So you don't need to be removing any points because you want to lose weight faster. You guys heard it. Yeah. From don't, Nadia. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Eat your weekly. Yeah. And you guys, you're going to be hungry. Honestly, if you're eating half of your weeklies because you think you're going to lose weight faster, you are going to be hungry. Take it from me. You will be hungry. I've honestly here, I've tried that. It doesn't mm-hmm. work because at the end of the day, I'm starving. And then what do I go do? I go eat more than I probably would have if I ate the way I was supposed to and ate the weekly I was supposed to. So definitely not something you want to be doing. And you know what else? Like, okay, we want to lose weight fast. Of course we all want to lose weight fast, but then what? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then we haven't really learned to do anything or live our life or like be able to have that dairy queen Exactly. What, what uh, McFlurry? What's it called? The blizzard, blizzard. right? So we yeah. haven't learned how to incorporate that into our healthy life. We, you know, we okay. You lost weight fast, like great, but like what now, right? Well, exactly. We want to learn how to know. live life too. Well, yeah, you don't want to be living in the fast lane when you're thinking of your health, essentially. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, can I ask you a question? Okay, about. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the term diet culture and things like that. And as a nutritionist, I mean, it must be kind of scary sometimes to see what's being offered out there and what's deemed as healthy. And, you know, especially when we're coming from a place of like, I want to lose weight fast. And then you see these things that I can't even name all of them where it's like, you will lose weight really fast with this. But as a nutritionist, what do you think when you look at them and you're like, Oh my goodness, like this is not good. It's so (laughs) funny because I actually had a meeting this morning and this topic actually came up about, you know, the fad diets and the diet craze and how do I feel about it? And anytime I see it, it honestly just like 
it hurts your heart when you hear it, because one big thing I've learned, you know, throughout all my years is nutrition education is such a really, it's a big piece um, when you're looking at absolutely anything. And I feel like a lot of people lack the nutrition education, which is why they see this and they think I'm going to do it. It's going to work for me. They're telling me it's going to work for me, but you have to think, why is it working so fast? How is it working so fast? And at the end of the day, what is it doing to my body? That's allowing me to lose weight this fast. Is that really good for me? So when I hear it, I just think there's so much more to this that people probably don't know that is really hidden behind what is being portrayed so on social media, you know, in ads on posters and billboards. So when I hear it, the only thing I think of is I really hope these people, you know, do their studying, look at the diet, investigate more and not just take what it is that they're seeing at face value and know that there, there is something deeper, deeper to it. If any of these fad diets or diet crazes were, you know, lose five pounds in, in one week, it, it doesn't work that way. It's not sustainable. It's not livable. And that's not ultimately made for, for any of us really. Right. So when I hear it, I just hope that people look at it, research it and try and get to the bottom of what it's actually doing to your body. I think mm. you, you said something there and you said, why is it working like that? And what's it doing? Yeah. What's it doing to us? And is our and what is our absolute ultimate goal to always be the skinniest that we could physically be like, no, that's, that's, oh. I think the biggest takeaway from all of this, like anti-diet culture, all of that is recognizing that you can be healthy and be yeah. 200 pounds. Exactly. That, that healthy does not equal skinny. Exactly. And I think for me following the WW program, you know, I count my points, I eat my weeklies, I move my body. I am never going to look like Nadia. I'm never going to look like, you know, we're not never going to be the same size. It's not a one size fits all. This equals a size four. Exactly. But when we're talking about, you know, your health bank and saving for retirement, I am going to be healthy at whatever weight I am. And I'm going to fuel my body in a way that allows me and enables me to live a healthy life. So we have to change the focus. And honestly, talking to you, Nadia, like it was almost like a light bulb went off and went and was like, okay, no, my goal shouldn't be to be as small as I can be. My goal should to be as healthy as I can be. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about, so I was watching a talk show last year and there was a nutritionist on there. And one thing she said, you know, about this whole thing was like, be wary of any kind of food diet or any kind of craze that asks you to be wary of a certain food group. So like, for example, she was like, really try to steer away from plans that say, don't eat fruit, right? Like as an entirety of like a whole group of food, just don't eat them. So what would you say? Are there any things that like you would give advice about, like, just be careful about make sure that in your life you are including or not listening to this kind of information. Like, are there any keywords that you would say, like, this is important to watch out for the most? That's a really, really big call out. Is that one? If any diet says, do not eat this, do not do this, avoid this, that should be a red light going off in your head because in terms of health and wellness, you never want to say, do not eat this, do not eat that. We're mm-hmm. saying, no, eat, eat that, just moderate what you're eating. Portion control is really important, but you can never tell somebody 
that's bad for you. The one big thing I've learned is a lot of diet fads and crazes, they like to classify things as good and as bad. So I feel like one big thing we kind of have to steer away from is just that using negative connotations, like that's really good for you. That's really bad for you. No, everything is good and bad at the same time. It has its, you know, positives. It has its negatives, but if someone's saying, or, you know, you're hearing it, don't eat this food group. Well, why shouldn't I eat that food group though? That food group also has benefits. You need something from that food group, which is why it's there. It's why, you know, dietitians of Canada is a really big group. That's why they've created these, these groups. That's why they place emphasis on these groups. They each provide something specific that you need in your diet. So if anyone or anything is saying, do not eat this biggest call out, I say you can possibly hear you want to eat. You still want to eat everything. Every, like you need carbs, you need protein, you need fruit, you need veg all for different reasons. But at the end of the day, you need it all for a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. See, yeah. you also heard that here. You need carbs. You need, <laughs> carbs are you the need, best. <laughs> you need carbs. Like no one's saying, you know, every day, all day carbs, but I'm Italian. I like my carbs. Yeah. We heard your wedding menu. Yeah. I'm not going to be, I, like I have carbs. two pastas at my wedding. I'm going to be eating my pasta and I'm not going to feel bad about eating it. And I feel like that's what people also need to understand is just because you're saying don't eat this doesn't mean you need to adapt it to your lifestyle because at the end of the day, you're going to feel good eating it. I'm going to feel good eating it. I'm eating it in moderation and I portion control it, but it also provides me certain things that I need for my body. You need glucose, you need energy. You're going to get that from carbs. So don't cut anything out of your diet. Moderate. Nadia, thank you so much for this reality check. I think that (laughs) we, we, sometimes we do get so caught up in how can I make this quicker? How can I get smaller? And we just need that. We need that reality check. We need that slap in the face of it's not about that. Just eat foods that make you feel good. good. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what else? It's like, it's really nice when Emily and I say it and like, I hope that it means something to you, but like now you can hear this from somebody who has, you know, that you are in good hands at yeah, the credentials. You are, yes. You have <laughs> credentials. You have someone with like an actual background in this who really yeah. knows what they're talking about. You are in good hands. We made yes. this plan with you and your health and your retirement fund in yes. mind. Right. Yes. Um, so thank you so much, Nadia. We have learned a lot today for sure. Oh, thanks for having me guys. I love talking about this stuff. So I'm super happy that you guys asked me to be a part of it anytime. Oh and we yes. should do, yes. you know what, we'll start planning for part two. So if you guys yes. do have more specific questions for Nadia, send them our way and we will, we will get to them next time because we love Nadia. Yeah. <laughs> we thank Thanks, you guys. to our to our WW food lady. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time.